everybody. Howdy ho. Hello, officially. <laughs> yes. We, hello, everyone. Hi. We literally just talked ten about daddies. About daddies for the last 10 minutes. And if you want to hear it, you can go on our Patreon. About yeah. daddies and me being like actually medically dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That was a rant and a half that we just had. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Oh, shit. So it's been like all of five minutes since we recorded the last episode. Again, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I think the wine is starting to hit me. The daddy made coffee. Daddy's in the process of making coffee. Mm-hmm. Coffee. I can smell it. <laughs> me too. Oh, hazelnut. hazelnut. <laughs> <laughs> nut. <laughs> Thank you, daddy, for making the hazelnut. No, not November, y'all. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Five minutes into no, no, November and I've already And Daddy failed. makes hazelnut coffee. <laughs> I hate me. <laughs> what was it, the you. meme I saw? It was like, uh, this pleases the nut. <laughs> <laughs> the meme I saw that was that said, my son is not take is... Taking part in No Nut November, so do not bring the pecan pie yes, to Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I was just like, oh god. I love what I love the with one with the, the gr- pictures on it. <laughs> I love the one with the grandma where she's like, please text me back. Did you develop a nut allergy? What do I see you posting about no nuts? I need you to let me know so I can modify my recipe. <laughs> like it's so cute, but it's Aww. like Oh my god. She's like, did you develop a nut allergy? You need to let me know. Oh. I love old people. Old people are hilarious. I'm so glad we're posting this in November for no yeah. not November. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, my birthday is on Wednesday, even though by the time this airs, my birthday would have passed the already. The 20th? That's my boyfriend's birthday, too. Is it really? Oh, oh it's Scorpio season in full yes, effect. Scorpio season is amazing. Meanwhile, you know what that means, Stephanie though? All of us Scorpios were, like, probably... Uh, conceived on valentine's day what the fuck what? is that this that place is, a, is the nut that is the sh- that is the fucking thing of nightmares it's literally a peanut with like teeth teeth a peanut with human teeth it is the peanut man with human teeth it's not the peanut man but it looks like the peanut man with human teeth and it is horrifying i love it i hate it this pleases the nut. It is, i hate it it's awful but yeah no my birthday's on the 20th and by the time this airs it would have already been passed Forgot to mention it in the last Scorpio one, but that's okay. Season. Scorpios are the best, man. We uh, are awesome. Leos. <laughs> I mean, surprisingly enough, everyone says Leos and Scorpios will never get along. Scorpios are the ones I get along with the most. Oh, check it out. Yeah. 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 We're pretty, we're pretty, we're pretty crazy. If we're all like in the same mindset, the energy is unmatched. Mm-hmm. But I think we can all agree Geminis are the worst. Geminis, female Geminis and male cancers. Ooh. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> my brother's a cancer, and he's the one that has the negative energy. Oh, shit. Oh, God. Is that he, like, explains. crying all the time? No. <laughs> Yo, it's like that meme. <laughs> Your space racism. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Zodiacs aren't real. Then why are you crying like a cancer? <laughs> <laughs> shit. Oh. Well, what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Leo. Okay. And you're a... Wait, you're I'm a- for... No, I am a few days after Leo season begins. Okay. Wait, um, Nicole, you're... I'm a Leo. You're a Leo, too. Okay. So, yeah, two Leos and a Scorpio. That wow. sounds like a, you know, a joke that's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Two Leos and a Scorpio walking walk to a, a bar. bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
god, the fucking boomers are high fiving. <laughs> um, we're millennials. We're millennials. Thank you. I'm very technically much. see. I've always thought I was a millennial because I'm 1995, like the the last millennial. Like the last unicorn. I was but, just gonna say it sounds like a movie. Yeah, a plot to a movie. The but last it's like with all these like memes and everything. I'm like, no, I think I'm like, I'm definitely on the cusp of millennial and Gen Z. And then now, like somebody posted another thing. It's I like, did. no, yeah, 95 is Gen Z, and I'm like, you know, I'm just gonna fully embrace it. Do it. Um, I was born in '82, so God. definitely a millennial. 91. Yep. Yeah, I'm the youngest one here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the stupidest too. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dumb bitch energy. No. <laughs> oh, this shit. pleases the nut. <laughs> Please, no, no, November. <laughs> oh God, that nut is a thing of nightmares. I'll post I can't, it. I'll I post it on the page. Get that out of my head now. You're welcome. I'm also sorry. We probably should have gotten like lunch beforehand because we're like anyway, real chatty. <laughs> so we need to actually get into the spooky things of what we're here for. Yes. Yes. <laughs> who want, who, so you went first last time. I did. Do you want me to go first, Nicole, or do you want to go first? What are you guys going to talk about? Uh, I'm going to talk about serial out. killer, a serial killer, and some ghosty stuff that happens in this house. What are you talking about? Protocols of the Elder of Zion. Okay. Um, I'll do Tulpas and Slender Man in this one. Okay, so do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. I'll okay, next. cool. All right. It's probably best that I go first before the wine actually fully hits me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I decided to do a story about a serial killer. His name is Herb Baumeister. Baumeister. Um, he was born on eight. Uh, excuse me. He was born on April seventh of nineteen forty-seven, and uh, he died on July third of nineteen ninety-six. He was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is actually where my dad was born. Uh, He was the oldest of four children. During the onset of adolescence, he began exhibiting antisocial behavior. Acquaintances recalled Herb at a young age playing with dead animals and urinating on a teacher's desk. Me. When he became... What? (laughs) God, I wish that were me. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I don't need to sit here and picture you squatting on your teacher's desk and urinating on it. Nobody told you to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you said me. (laughs) When he became a teenager, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia, but didn't receive any psychiatric treatment for it. He attended Indiana University for a semester in 1965 before dropping out, yet he returned in 1967. He attended a semester at Butler University in 1972 and drifted through a series of jobs marked by a strong work Epic, but also by increasingly bizarre behavior. Mm. He mar- uh, excuse me. He married in November of 1971 to a woman named Juliana um, Sather and had three children. And in the late 1970s, he was committed to a psychiatric hospital by his own father and his wife, saying he was hurting and needed help. Herb also apparently founded two successful thrift stores uh, called Save a Lot in 1988. So it's like a two chain thrift store thing called Save-A-Lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good for him. But by the early 1990s, investigators with the Marion County Sheriff's Department and the Indianapolis Police Department began investigating the disappearances of gay men of similar age, height, and weight in the Indianapolis area. In 1992, they were contacted by a man named Tony Harris, claiming that a gay bar patron calling himself Brian Smart had killed his friend and had attempted to kill him with a pool hose during an erotic asphyxiation session. 
Harris eventually saw this man again in August of 1995, following him and noting a license plate number. From this data, police identified Brian Smart as Herb Baumeister. Investigators approached Baumeister, told him he was a suspect in the disappearances, and asked to search his house. Both, Bama, uh, both Herb and his wife, Julie, refused to allow a search of the house. But by June of 1996, however, Julie had become sufficiently frightened by her husband's mood swings and erratic behavior that, after filing for divorce, she consented to a search. The search for the 18-acre estate, Fox Hollow Farm, was conducted while Herb was on vacation, and it turned up the remains of 11 men, Ooh. eight mm. of whom were identified. With a warrant out for his uh, arrest, Herb fled to uh, Ontario, where he committed suicide at Pinery, uh, Pinery Provincial Park on Lake Huron by shooting himself in the head. In his suicide note, he described his failing marriage and business for his reason of killing himself. He did not, he did not confess to the murders of the men found in his backyard. Herb would post humusly, uh, how does that sound? After Herb was dead, <laughs> he was suspected of killing nine other men, the bodies of whom were found in the rural areas along the corridor of Interstate 70 between Indianapolis and Columbus, Ohio, during the early to mid-1980s, one eyewitness identified. Uh, one eyewitness identified Herb as the man seen leaving a bar in 1983 with Michael Riley, who was later found dead. Like other victims, Riley was strangled to death and deposited nude or semi-nude in the river. So, with that little short little blurb. Yes. Uh, good old Zach Bagelbites, well, Zach Baggins, Baggins, <laughs> um, decided to do a investigation yeah. of Fox Solo Farm, and that is where Herb... Uh, lived where it had an indoor pool because Herb liked to lure a lot of these men to his house and they would go swimming, <clears> quote unquote, <throat> and then you know do the erotic fixation with pool hoses, oh. just <clears throat> fucked up. Uh, yike! Just a little bit of a yike. So apparently, some people say that um, Herb still haunts the home today. Uh, there is a claim that there is a man who wears a red shirt that walks in the woods. People who have seen him can only see the top half of him and his legs seem to feed away. Um, during the episode, while setting up equipment, a loud bang was heard in the pool room where a lot of the killings had took place. Mm-hmm. Zach went into the basement with a REM pod at the end of the stick to try and talk to Herb. And while asking if there were any victims, Zach claims that he uh, saw a mist and then an EVP was heard saying help as if he was gasping. During a spirit box session, they asked for the spirit of the man who wears the red shirt. At first, they thought they heard Dan, but it turns out it said, I'm dead. They asked who killed him, but the EVP came back saying, I don't know. And when asked how many people were killed in the house, an EVP came through saying Herb did it. Hmm. They then went out into the woods because in the woods, that's um, where Herb dumped a lot of his bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, He basically just dragged them out there and either burned them or just dumped them out there. Um, so when they went out into the woods to try and do an EVP session and they asked if there was a gentleman named Alan that was there with him to which they heard a response saying, I'm here. They asked if they could take them to his body to which Alan responded in the middle. And then they finally, and then like when they walked a little bit further in, they heard a voice saying, found it. Oh, wow. While Nick was in the garage apartment of the property, there was a single knock on the door from a door knocker, um, while nobody was outside. Um, so when they walked in the closet that was in the apartment to get some EVPs, uh, there was one that they asked if there was anybody in there, and they heard an EVP say here. 
And when they asked if there was anybody else and they got like, and as they were walking in, they had an EVP that said getting close. Um, There's also a film really quick that I quickly took a look at that was on um, Amazon Prime called The Haunting uh, Haunting Fox Hollow Farm on Amazon Prime. Uh, And the only thing that they, that I could see at the moment when I was watching was an EVP that said, you're so fucked up, turn off. So yeah, it was weird. But anyway, that was my little blurb ditty on Herb. It's just a little short serial killer thing. Mm. So, yay, and that's that. Yay. All right. All right, cool. Who's up? Okay, so today, yes, I'm going to be talking about tulpas. Tulpas? Topa, 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 topa. Topa, topa, topa. I may or may not be a little bit buzzed. I may or may not be on a caffeine high. I'm sober. I'm just I manic. I may or may not. Wait, no, I can't say what I'm about to say because because of things. We'll cut it out. Don't say anything. Legal things. So tell us about the topa. Topas. Alrighty. In Tibetan Buddhism, a topa is a creature that is summoned into certain creation through sheer force of will. So if you think there's a, like a ghost in your closet or like boogeyman under your bed... Hey, if you keep thinking about it, it's probably going to be real one of these days. <gasps> Yo. That's the lady in the... <laughs> I want an imaginary friend, so I'm going to start believing that now. Yeah, so people like to call it a lot of the times, too, the imaginary friend. No shit. Okay, yeah, since the, since the um <laughs> Yeah, since the, seven, since the 1970s, the term has been used in Western culture to refer to, like, a sentient sapient being con- co-inhabiting with a host hostess consciousness mm-hmm. sorry dyslexic again <laughs> some consider a topa a little a little more than like a hallucination or like an imaginary friend others believe that topas are set in self-aware entities sharing a brain with their host hmm. the act of hosting topa tope is the plural apparently is known as topomancy that word, I don't know. <laughs> topomancy. Yeah, topomancy. Mm. It's like necromancy. Necromancy, but with topas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certain online communities have grown around the concept in recent years with r slash topas on Reddit and topa.io being two of the most popular evidence for the existence of tope as legitimate, autonomous, self-aware beings remain remains unconvincing. As very little psychological research has targeted the phenomenon, most evidence is purely anecdotal, and the research that does exist employs descriptive methods only. Research conducted on dissociative identity disorder, referred to in previous iterations of the DSM as multiple personality disorder, mm-hmm. is proactive, however, a uh, provocative, sorry. However, in that, it challenges the widely held intuition that a human brain can support only a single sense of self. In any case, what is clear is that additional scientific study of the topic is well warranted. Okay. So, okay. yeah, it's kind of like the whole big science spiel history of it. But <laughs> um, kind of segueing into a well-known that could possibly a tulpa, if we keep talking about it, what most people do believe in. Mm-hmm. Um, the tulpa effect is kind of a theory on the creation and existence of a very well-known creature tall creature that hangs out somewhere is it the slender man (laughs) for those of you that may not know if you live under a rock the past like couple of years yeah right (laughs) 
The Slenderman, also just known as Slenderman, is a supernatural creature with very, like, particular characteristics and abilities. Slenderman was first mentioned in the Something Awful forums create paranormal paranormal images. So he's technically not real. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. created by someone just cre- like who like can creepy pasta. Yeah, like who can yeah. make the creepiest like cryptid type creature like and yeah. he won. Did he win? I don't remember if he won or not, but like his was really good. I think he won. I think he won. Yeah, because of just how explosive because the photos look so, the photos look so it real. Because it literally just, ex- it became part of our society. Is basically yeah. our culture in some ways. Yeah, and like a lot of the times, like in the pictures, you will see like people Photoshop and stuff. He generally generally appears in like modern times. It's just like a tall humanoid creature in a black or gray suit, red or black tie, and a white shirt. His face is totally white, just completely blank. No facial features, nothing. I know you guys know what he looks like. Yeah, he has no hair. It generally has like a normal looking bare hands at the moment. His fingers are very long and bony. Um, Slenderman has been depicted in imagery and literature at anywhere between 6 and 15 feet tall, depending on the situation. Yep. Though in certain videos that people have made, he's usually only around 6 to 7 feet tall because normally like actors and stuff. Yeah. 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 But because of his inexact nature and differences between accounts, no one has yet determined what exactly Slenderman is. Like, what is he? Yeah. Because yeah. if you see, like, he gets, like, the, the tentacles and everything come out half the time. Yeah. You've have never you seen, seen his tentacle arms? No, I have. Have you seen the movie? Have you guys seen the movie? No. The Slenderman movie? No. Just, <gasps> just like, looking up photos of him so again creepy. after so many years. I'm like, I don't... It's very, like, unsettling. The yeah. Slenderman movie actually, like, does a really good job of depicting just how his arms act. Yeah. In a sense, if that makes any sense. It's weird. Okay. <laughs> It's creepy, yeah. It is creepy. I blacked out for a second, sorry. <laughs> I think I did it's too. It's just a sober one. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> In relation to Slenderman, the idea of the intentional creation of Slenderman as a topa came as early as August of 2009 after he was first thrown around in the Something Awful forums. The idea is still carried today by some that in Slenderman-based communities, specifically Slender Nation, although the various separate evolutions of the Slenderman creature have created varying beliefs, traits, descriptions, and actions, and no longer include a single unified description of Slenderman from mm. which a tulpa could be created. Core theory, which is another one, centers around the idea that the Slender Man was created as a topa in some way in the various ARGs and acts as an in-game reasoning as to his existence and slight differences among the various series. Some have worries over the unintentional creation of Slender of a Slender Woman. Whoa, yeah, what? Topa due to the popularity of the mythos in present day. Others believe that the Topa effect may have some serious real-life repercussions with the creation of a real Slender Man. So people keep thinking about it like it started out as just something fake. Yeah. People keep thinking about yeah. it, just willing it into existence. And yeah. like, could it be real now? Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah, because some people truly believe he's real. Well, I mean, there were those two girls. And that that's exactly decided... what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, there yes. we go. I'm going to stop right there. Segway. 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 I just did a boomer high oh five. God, it was the disgusting. best. Disgusting. It was the best. <laughs> disgusting, Nicole. How dare you? I'm How sorry. dare you? Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. Just, Gen Z. 
<laughs> well, back on the story. I just love Erica's daughter, Emma. She has, like, these light-up sunglasses, and I'm just, like, entranced. <laughs> I'm like a moth. <laughs> you are the moth beam right now. Literally. Lamp. 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 <laughs> Back to the segue. On May 31st, 2014, in Waukesha, Wisconsin, the two 12-year-old children lured a friend into the woods and stabbed her 19 times Jesus. in an attempt to impress the fictional character Slender Man. Yeah. The poor girl, the poor victim, crawled to a road where she was found. I believe it was from a man jogging or riding his bicycle. I think, they were riding, I think it was him and some other person riding their bikes. Yeah, and just she managed to crawl out there and they got her. Yeah, and she survived. She yeah, survived. She the poor girl. That girl is bad fucking ass yeah, is she, what she is. She recovered after six days in the hospital. Jesus. Yeah, the perpetrators were found not guilty by mental disease or defect. And by February 2018, they were sentenced to long periods in mental health institutions. Good, because so they I, need it. I did watch a documentary on them, and, like, the girls, they just don't think they did anything wrong. Seriously. One of them is a little, like, remorseful because she's – she kind of, like, followed the other girl's lead. But yeah. the other one is just, like, completely out With of the it. the mastermind of she's it. She's completely out of it. Like, Where is that documentary? Is it? I saw it on YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the but they're – Yeah, they put him in, like, a certain – like juvenile detention at first, and yeah. I think they just got moved into like the mental health facilities, because especially they the one girl. Mm-hmm. But the victim, um, Peyton Lutner, and the perpetrators Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser were all 12 years old at the time of the stabbing, Jesus. and were classmates enrolled in the same school. Their principal later said that neither Wire is it Wiser yeah Wire and Geyser had any disciplinary issues, so they're always like under the radar, just like with the weird kids. Pillar of the community. Yep. yep. But they had been at a sleepover the night before the stabbing, and one of them was friends with the victim, very best friends, and then the other one, I think the one that, like, came up with the idea, she wasn't close friends with her. Well, I think what it... It's in the documentary. I, don't, yeah, I saw it a long time like ago. there was some kind of third wheel thing happening. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. one became closer to the other when the other one came in, and yeah. Yeah, and the attackers discovered Slenderman on the Creepypasta wiki... Because they were, like, more, like, more quiet, weirder kids. Mm -hmm. So they were just, one of the girls found Slender Man. Yeah, and she just, that was it for her. She just went down that rabbit hole. Jesus. Yeah, and and one of the girls, she did say that she did believe Slender Man to be real and had wanted to prove their loyalty to him so they could become his proxies, prove his existence, and prevent him from harming their families. They believe that the only way to do this would be to kill someone after which they would become servants of the Slender Man and live in his mansion, which they thought was located in Nicolet National Forest. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Oh, my God. So it's just, like, just crazy to think, like, one thing comes up as an idea and people just believe in it so much. It's like, what if he is real now? Yeah. Because we talk about him, we think about him so much, people truly believe. And then it just, And they see him, like, what if it's just, like, manifested? Yeah. That's the crazy. Right? That's so creepy. Have you guys ever seen the YouTube um, series? Um, it's uh, something Marbles. I can't remember, but it has to deal with Slender Man. No. Um, okay. Look it up. No, but yeah, like, can you imagine too? Like, I know with certain cryptids and like Tulpas, people are like, oh, what about Bigfoot? Marble Hornet. Wait, it's Marble Hornets. What the hell? <laughs> so if you ever get a chance, no, seriously, this is the most fucked up creepiest thing ever i swear to god so i'm not watching it it is <laughs> but it's amazing but it's about 
Slender Man. And it is a YouTube channel called Marble Hornets. And it basically has like all these entries. It's kind of like found footage type of deal. Okay. Um, about Slender Man and like all this shit. Oh my god. I used to be so scared watching back in the day people playing the YouTube game. It is so yeah. creepy. It was horrible. The, the lost what? the lost the pages or something. Yeah. Slender Man. The Slender Man game. I have I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. But I heard it was crazy. It's so creepy watching people. It is We would play that commissioning. I would yeah. never play really? it. I would watch dark ass rooms oh, and you'd be Jesus. playing and be like, oh fuck. <laughs> And you wonder why we get those fucking vibes. I know, right? You know? No, but then back on that, like with the Tulpa, like I know some people are going to be like, so why isn't Bigfoot real? But it's like people want to prove he's wrong. Cut, excuse me, burp. People want to prove he's like not real all the time. Yeah. Instead of believing he is real. But I'm like, Slender Man, no one has any issue. Just like, yeah, he's real. But it's so like, that's but, probably there's why, no, yeah. but there's no quote unquote proof that he is real. But there's been quote unquote proof that Bigfoot is wandering around somewhere. But it's like more people would believe in the Slender Man than they do in Bigfoot. Yeah. That's the crazy thing. They're scared. Thing. They're more scared of the Slender Man than they are of Bigfoot. Dude, I would prefer Bigfoot over Slender Man any Me too, because Slender Man's scary, which is why he's exactly. manifesting into a real thing. Exactly. People buy into fear. Yeah. Yep. That's the big thing. Yeah. Oh, man. I would prefer Bigfoot because at least Bigfoot You, you can, can explain Bigfoot more. You could. Than you can the Slender Man. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, that's it. That's crazy. Everyone's going to keep thinking about it and just we're all going to manifest. Now I watch Marble Hornets <laughs> again. Well, speaking of things, if you think about it enough, it becomes true or you start to believe it. Oh, fuck. Oh, what a segue. All the segues, man. I know. We know what she's talking Segway about. So we're just like, oof. City. Yes. Um, so today I will be covering the protocols of the elders of Zion. Ooh, conspiracy. Is that like Scientology? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Yo, we... I'm going to end up disappearing after so, this. So, oh my God, we'll protect you, I promise. So, pretty much the protocols is an anti-Semitic pamphlet published in Russia at the end of the 19th century. And it uh, purports to be the minutes of meetings held secretly by the Jewish wise men plotting to control the world. Um... In this, it exposed many times as a forgery. The protocols has nevertheless continued to be translated, published, and distributed all over the world from the United States to Japan, from the Arab world to Latin America. Its legacy is alive and well today in the Charter for Palestinian terror, Terrorist Group, Hamas, as well as among Holocaust deniers and conspiracy theorists, a.k.a. moi. <laughs> she is um, such a huge conspiracy theory theorist it's like not even funny so the whole reason i chose this is because in the last episode we talked about me going to auschwitz and stuff and this pretty much was created to bring jewish people to be the villains that's crazy and this is really what kind of formed hitler's or rounded out hitler's belief okay um, so the contents of the protocols um, consist of 24 meetings during which the chief of the Jewish wise men explains how to turn non-Jews into slaves and how to take hold of various global institutions. Oh, Jesus. The text contains a critique of liberalism, an analysis of methods that can be used to gain control of the world, and a description of the universal state to come. 
The book does not give details about the identity of the wise men, but the author of the minutes, the time and places of meetings, Mm -hmm. the intended audience, or the ways in which the manuscript was made public. Um, Different editions give different accounts of where the manuscript was found. In some editions, it was discovered in the Chancellery of Zion, purportedly located in France. In others, it was obtained by a woman who knew one of the top leaders of the Freemasonry. Oh, jeez. Another society typically associated with Jewish conspiracies. And in other editions, the protocols was presented by Zionist leader um, Theodore Herzl himself at the first Zionist Congress in 1897. So... Who wrote the protocols? Yeah, question mark. Um, The true origin is less colorful. Um, At the end of the 19th century, a popular unrest was threatening the Czarist regime in Russia. The police, uh, sorry, the secret police of the Tsar, known as the um, Akrana, a.k.a. the forerunner to the KGB. Oh, shit. Opened a branch in Paris with the hope of securing a Franco-Russian alliance. And the head of this section... Pierre Ivanovic Rachikovsky foiled bombing attempt, sorry, foiled bombing attempts that he had masterminded himself, had personally or had personal foes assassinated and wrote letters denouncing so-called revolutionaries and published anonymous pamphlets that he would then use as proof of anti-Cesarist activity that needed to be curbed. Um the protocol gives a taste of his imagination um, as he was looking for a scapegoat in order to calm down Russian unrest against the Tsar in the 1890s. Um, and at that time, the Jews came in handy since anti-Semitism was widespread in Russia. Rakovsky, who was later unmasked as the author of pseudo-revolutionary pamphlets and forced to return to Russia fabricated the protocols in 1897 or 1898 in Paris. He sent the revealing manuscript to a Russian mystical writer, um, Ser- Sergei Nihilus, Sergei, sorry, Sergei? Ser- Sergei, Sergei? Sergei Nihilus. The just flicker? Get the salt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk. Okay, so... Um, he sent the revealing manuscript to a Russian mystical writer, Sergei Nihilus, who translated it from French to, into Russian and published the text in 1903 as a nationalist review. Oh, shit. Um, the editor of the journal, The Flag, um, was the journal, The Flag, uh, Zenamia, which roughly translates to The Flag. Okay. Um, the editor of the journal, um, Khrushchevskin. Khrushchev's van, a known, a well-known anti-Semitic leader in Russia, was the organizer of the recent um, pogrom, the government-orchestrated attack on Jews and Jewish property in Kishinev. In Kishinev, like in all subsequent editions of the Protocols, there is no mention of the author or origin of the manuscript. It is simply stated that the document was written in France. Was written in France and. The subtitle, Jewish Conspiracy to Control the World, is added on the cover of some editions. Oh, Jesus. Um, The Cesar and his advisors were impressed by the context of the text, though it was quickly understood to be forgery. However, it did not deter the Orthodox Church and other institutions from distributing it throughout the Russian Empire and beyond. 
And by 1917, it became a bestseller in Europe and the United States, where it was published by the American car um, magnate. Magnate? The American car what? The American car um, magnate. How do you spell it? Notorious anti-Semite Henry Ford. Oh, really? M-A-G-N-A-T-E. Magnate? Maybe, yeah, I think so. So it was published by the... American car creator, basically, Henry Ford, and he was also a notorious um, anti-Semite. So this guy yes. published, he read this manuscript somewhere and then thought, you know what? It's true. So he then pulled it over to the United States what and published the f- it. This guy, the, the, the maker of Ford, yes. did this. Well, I'm never buying Ford. Got it. Well, I mean, they're shitty cars anyway. They are shitty cars. Well, yeah, then, note to self. Got behind Sorry. one earlier today. <laughs> oh, shit. Right? Dude, so basically, dude, same here. <laughs> so basically, boards. the Protocol's conspiracy to destroy Christianity and control the world includes a plan to take over the media, as laid out in the 12th Protocol, um, where it states literature and journalism are two of the most important educative forces, and therefore our government will become proprietor of the majority of the journals. Mm-hmm. It will put us in position of a tr- tremendous influ- influence upon the public mind. And as part of the conspiracy, the Pope and the Church will be annihilated. So that only years divide us from the moment of complete wrecking of that Christian religion. A.K.A. <laughs> Pro- Protocol 17. Oh, Jesus. So, <laughs> um, the text makes the Jews responsible for present and past disasters from the downfall of Christian monarchies to the French Revolution. And the advancement of liberal and um, bourgeoisie ideas. For, oh, man. Yeah, bourgeoisie. Yeah, you're bourgeoisie right. Bourgeoisie ideas. Mm-hmm. The protocols contain a number of metaphors essential to conspiracy vocabulary, such as an invisible hand pushing pieces on a chessboard. Uh, the plotters are portrayed as poisonous snakes and spiders weaving, weaving their webs and wolves ready to devour Christian sheep. The last protocols describe the future reign of the Jews in Christian terms, announcing the coming of a king of the Jews who will be the real pope of the universe, oh, the geez. patriarch of an international church. And wait, I'm sorry. So who came up with all of this? This. So <laughs> I'm actually getting to that. Okay. So good. it was a Russian. It was a Russian who basically claimed or took his idea. He was anti-Semitic. And took his idea and basically said, you know what? The Jews are the cause for everything. And this is why. And this and is why. And he just came but up with the these cockamamie is, ideas that this is a thing. The thing I is, literally said cockamamie. What the fuck is wrong with me? He's a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole just said I was a boomer. So basically what happened was he's, he read this and yeah. said, you know what? Yes, I'm going to take this and show it to the world. However... It was actually noted that it was satire that was posted in a French um, in a French newspaper or journal. Okay, but it wasn't about Jews. Oh, it was about something completely different, and he literally just made it form around the Jews. Jews. So he took oh, this satire and pulled it and created something from it. Oh Jesus! Um. So. Basically, in May of 1920, the Times of London wrote favorably about the protocols, judging that they were real because of their prophetic, um, prophetic value. Mm-hmm. The real danger did not come from Germany, but from the Jews. 
and everything that was accomplished against them was justified, necessary, and urgent. A year later, however, the Times withdrew its support for the pamphlet, and the Times correspondent in um, Constantinople. Constantinople? Yes. Cons- How do you Cons- not know that Constantinople. word? Constantinople. I can't read Constantinople. Things. Constantinople. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Constantinople, Philip Graves, discovered that the protocols was a fabrication. The reporter revealed that the protocols did not originate from a mysterious Jewish short- source and included sections plagiarized from a book written in 1864 by a Frenchman, um, Maurice Jolie, attacking Neapolitan... Mm. Uh, sorry. Uh, attacking Napoleon... The third in his policies. The protocols contain about 160 passages taken from Jolie's Dialogue in Hell between Machiavelli and Montesquieu. A closer look at the protocols casts further doubts on its authenticity, and there is a large part devoted to the situation in France at the end of the 19th century. There is a part devoted to the situation in France at the end of the 19th century, the time and place where the protocols were written. The original French text contains spelling errors, grammatical awkwardness, and a number of typical Russian language structures that divulge the identity of the author. Huh. So for their confirmation of the protocols, forged nature came in 1935 during a trial in Bern, Switzerland, with the Federation of Jewish Communities in Switzerland, sued a local pro-Nazi group for distributing copies of the anti-Semitic pamphlet. The trial became an opportunity to dissect um, the text and expose it as a hoax. Uh, Russian witnesses testified that the protocols was a forgery created by Rachkovsky for political purposes. But yet, the popularity and the legacy of the protocols continues to flourish to this day. Jeez. Um, the Nazis did, in fact, find great inspiration in the protocols and used it to blame the Jews for Germany's defeat during World War I the financial bankruptcy of the state, and the decline of the German race. Convinced that a Jewish conspiracy was in the works, Hitler mentioned the protocols in his tract Mein Kampf and in speeches. While the minister of propaganda, um, Joseph Goebbels, distributed the text while, um, while he distributed the text widely. So later on in the century, the protocols became a bestseller in the Muslim world, the protocols help provide a denunciation of Zionism as the source of all problems in Arab lands and an excuse for the defeat of Arab armies and a reason for their slow economic development. The Palestinian Islamic groups Hamas, which now rules Gaza, has made excerpts of the protocols actual articles of its charter. And according to Hamas's um, political agenda calling for destruction of Israel is justified as a means of survival necessary before Zionists take over the rest of the world. Oh, Jesus. So from Iraq to Palestinian territories, from Egypt to Iran, and from Turkey to Indonesia, there is not one Muslim country that has not published or distributed the protocols, even in recent years. Oh, man. Um, Another thing is Holocaust deniers have also contributed to the legacy of the protocols. I fucking hate those people. I'm just going to say that right now. Yes. They claim that the Holocaust never happened and that it was a Jewish plot aimed at establishing the state of Israel and receiving financial compensation from Germany. Are you fucking serious? Yes. Excuse. I know. (laughs) They cite that the protocols confirm their fantasies and that they provide editions in various languages on the internet. 
The fact that the text of the protocols continues to be reprinted, quoted, and recycled to this day remains a troublesome curiosity in the history of hoaxes and conspiracy literatures. So, that is basically the protocols of the Elder of Zion. Jesus Christ, that's a wild ride. So, yeah, this one, it, I think what it is is like, um, shit, what was your thing called? Topa. Topa. It's like a topa. It's, it is. These people I can see that. Yeah. Keep believing that it's a real thing when clearly it's not. It's not. It started off as a satire thing, not even involving the Jewish race. It was just, I think it was people going to overrun the government and stuff like that, like satire. You know, that's almost kind and of. They, yeah. They pulled it, and it happened to be one person who was like, you know what? I'm going to use this to my freaking advantage. And yeah. of course, an entire religion, an entire group of people is now being targeted and because of this still being published and printed today yeah people believe um, it's ridiculous that's fucking insane you know what's even like crazier that almost kind of falls in line with um like just mass hysteria yeah in some ways especially when it comes to like back in the um in the um the witch hunts like yeah. back in Salem because that could have been in some ways a topa as well if you really think about it right Nicole mm. no well, unless it's just more of just mass hysteria because people yeah. were you know just not understanding certain things and mm-hmm. yeah they just kind of want to believe what they want to believe yeah. I don't think that's a topa that's just people that's true being stupid yeah People have always been trash, everybody. People, oh God, people are fucking trash. But not the ones who are listening to us. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening to us. I'm just going to say that right now. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, um, that's what I have. That's a lot. That, it was a lot. That is a it's, lot. Jesus. <laughs> when, I, when I research something, I go hard. But it is something because we actually talked about it when we were... In Germany, hmm. or when I was in Germany, really, we actually talked about that, and it was something I wanted to bring up as well. Oh, that's because crazy. I know that that is one of their big conspiracies over there. Is that's mm. and also it's illegal to be a Holocaust denier in Germany. Is it really? It is. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's it's very... also illegal to own any copy of Mein Kampf. Okay, good. You'll be fined and jailed, I believe. Germany is the only country that actually is like sad that that happened (laughs) yeah it's because once again one person played on people's fear yep kind of like what's happening here right now yeah Hmm. um sip sip and that's the tea sis yep (laughs) and on that note well everybody seriously thank you again for joining us for yet another episode of cheers from the grave yes we appreciate everything that you guys do by listening to us downloading and sharing us seriously word of mouth is the only thing that really keeps us alive yes and the fact that you guys are sharing us with your friends and your family and your second cousin once removed and whatever or like that guy down the street (laughs) yeah seriously like we cannot thank you enough for listening and especially to those that are around the world because there are literally people that are like in australia that are listening to us and the philippines and north like uh, not north korea i would love to see somebody <laughs> listen to us in north korea i want they, that to no, pop. It, it'll that. it'll be quite some time before that happens yeah. but it would be amazing however but there is a person in south korea that listened to us and there's people Thank in you. like 
and Scotland and Ireland and all that stuff and Spain and Portugal and Colombia. And it's, it's just, it blows my mind that these people are listening to us and yeah. it, it seriously makes me feel good. And I'm glad that you guys are listening to us and we cannot thank you enough for being continued listeners. So you guys thank, are awesome. Thank you for listening to our weirdness. Yes. Thank you for putting up with us. Um, but no, seriously, we can't thank you guys enough for everything. Yes. So, all right. Well, Stephanie, take it away. All right, guys. If you are enjoying us, you can visit us at Twitter at Cheers from Grave, Instagram at Cheers from the Grave, Facebook at Cheers from the Grave, and also our website, www.cheersfromthegrave.com. Yep. And you can find all of the links in one nice little tidy up website, which is Linktree slash CFTG, which is L I N K T R dot E E slash CFTG. I actually literally had to go in, <laughs> delete the entire account for Linktree, oh, no. and then redo the entire account because I was dyslexic and was like, CTFG. It's like, no, it's CF. She had a me. CF, it's CFTG. And thanks to Kyle for pointing that out. Like, literally. Thanks, Like, Daddy. two months later. Thanks, Daddy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, also, if you have any listener stories, please send them yes! our way. Oh, my God. We've totally forgot to say that in the last episode, yes. too. And I know that we have been getting new people coming in so if you guys have any cool stories or anything you want to share with us so we can share with others please mm -hmm. please please email us at cheersfromthegrave at gmail.com we love listener stories so much because i love hearing about other people's experiences and um i know that um Actually, I was talking with Kyle's sister and her boyfriend last night about some of their experiences that they've had recently. And Ooh. holy shit, some of the experiences that Tristan, that Tristan, um, Kyle's, uh, Lilu's uh, boyfriend has, holy crap, some of the experiences that he has is insane. And some of the dreams that Lilo has is fucking insane. And I told her that she needs to come on this podcast at some point yeah. and like tell us about some of her dreams because holy fuck, I was shook. Like I was legit getting goosebumps and it's rare that I get goosebumps yeah. over things and holy shit. It's like the scene in Endgame where Cap just has the hammer and you're just like, Yo! Spoiler yes, alert. Um, yeah, well, if you haven't watched it by now. If you now, haven't watched it by now, then y'all <laughs> just go the fuck away. So anyway, well, again, thank you guys for listening. And um, again, if you ever want to, if you ever, if you like what we do, Please support us yes. um, because we cannot do this without you. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes when it comes to making a podcast. And when I say there's a lot, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah, Erica does a lot. Yeah, like we said before, Erica's a full-timer. Me and Steph are the part-timers. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> they literally just come to the... They we just, just come here for the good part. <laughs> they literally just come here prepared with stories and call it good. Um, but there really is a lot that goes on behind the scenes as I'm like literally about really dispelling coffee everywhere. We can't do this without your... I don't want to say your help. Your contribution your, to I mean, our... If you guys want to contribute, because we understand in this day and age, it is hard to save money. I myself am poor as shit. It, I get it. Um, we do have a Patreon page that has a two, five, and seven dollar tier. The two dollar tier is basically just, hey, I like what you do. Here's two dollars a month to just kind of go towards like server fees and whatever and equipment. And then there's a five dollar tier that gets you access into like bloopers. Um, basically, it's raw episodes. So what we'll do is we will once we are done editing, we um, save the edit. 
or excuse me, once we're done recording, we save the recording as just a raw recording. So you literally get everything non-edited. So you get it's All, a lot. It, which is a lot. Yeah. So if you want to put up with that and you want that, then join our $5 and above tier. And then we have a $7 tier where um, Nicole is willing to do um, tarot card spreads for you over Skype or however you guys want to work it out. That is something that you have to discuss with her. Yes. But it is a $7 tier, and that is something that is available. Um, again, we do have um, – we have that that is available. However, if you don't want that monthly contribution – um, and you just like, Hey, you guys are doing awesome. Here's a couple bucks. You can buy us a coffee. Uh, it's a co it's called Kofi and you can find that link on Linktree slash CFTG against L I N K T R dot E E C F T G. Um, it's buy us a coffee. It's literally like just $3 or whatever. So however much you want to send our way, then just yeah. send it our way. We have some pretty cool merchandise. Uh, Kina from historical AF is the person who designs our merchandise and she's awesome. Um, she does a lot of our um, graphic designing, so it's fantastic. But anyway, I'm rambling. Yes. Very much. And these guys are like, shut the fuck up, Erica. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, thank you for being awesome. I'm Stephanie. I'm Erica. And I'm Nicole. And we are Cheers, Cheers from, from the Grave. grave.